0: Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner.
1: Good afternoon and welcome everybody this would be the Jeff Cameron show right here on 933 real talk radio and warchant tv great to be with you hope this finds you doing quite well i'm Jeff that's Tom there's director matthew and you're you and you're listening to us and that is greatly appreciated honestly it is and don't forget as we say every day if you're watching on warchant tv Make sure you like and subscribe and share so that others can find the programming as well. We're off to a, not a shaky beginning at all, but uh, a little disjointed, a little little convoluted beginning as we got things started today. We kind of felt a little rush today, Tom. A little rush. I don't know if that portends a greatness. Sometimes it does. Really just the opening chords to Bob O'Reilly does that. But other times, uh, other times it's, uh, it, it, it leads to a disheveled. Who am I kidding? Every show is disjointed. (laughs)
0: All of ours. Wait a minute. We have the most regimented (laughs) production meeting in the business. Every word is scripted of this show.
1: Oh, no. That would be terrible. That's how bad shows get done.
0: Um, Yeah, one of the computers here was rebooting Yeah, as I was in the process of setting things up. We were almost not on video today. Or it would have just been you with uh, the sounds of your computer speaker or something along those lines. Mm. It would have been terrible.
1: Rebooting can be a problem. Uh, John Butler did did decide to stay in the draft. Remember I said last night or yesterday on the program just to kind of clean up some loose ends uh, of things that are applicable to Florida State that matter, that involve personnel. Listen, guys, it's June. And June, being a great month that it is, is also awfully slow when it comes to uh, information that you can run with that matter greatly uh, as it applies to Florida State. Uh, on a day to day basis. So when you have something that does, you do have to mention it. And uh, John Butler, the seven foot one um, bean pole, as he were, uh, but with a pretty, pretty shot, has decided to keep it in the NBA draft. Uh, his name is there. That's a pretty big hole uh, that he leaves now for Florida State. I'll give you the roster in a second just to refresh your memory. Uh, but I mean, Butler. Started twenty four of thirty one games, Tom, and we saw moments, real moments with him that led you to be excited about what he was going to be. Uh, now, again, when you just look at averages, points per game, free throws, and all that, you are going to say, "Oh, well, well, what's the big deal, Jeff? He uh, averaged five points a game, six points a game." Yeah, but he did it his first year with a gorgeous shooting touch, and he also was the best shooter from beyond the arc, statistically and otherwise, that the team had. So he was only going to get better one would assume that uh this staff which has done a good job of developing players was going to get him to improve we know he'd put on weight at some point um, but moreover just as a pure shooter he wasn't a seven guy seven foot guy that was down the post a lot uh Naheem and Cloud and others are going to have to do that he's a guy that's out on the perimeter that has in the modern parlance of the game you watch guys with handles Uh, That are that big. It it does happen and they in rhythm get their shot. They can create their shot. It's hard to block their shot at that height, obviously. And if they shoot in rhythm with that high arching shot that he had, it's just gorgeous. So I was looking forward to watching him develop. Now you'll have to find him overseas because he sure as hell ain't going to get drafted. Uh, which is really bizarre because if you go through every ranking service, ESPN has him as the 72nd best prospect in the draft. That would have him undrafted. Um, if you were to look then at the other services, say uh, NBA DraftRoom.com, it's one that often people look at. Uh, you know, it's it's not looking not looking good. Uh, he does appear in a couple of them. Um, the Spurs who like Florida State players uh, in one of those mocks. Uh, have him. Have him going in the second round, Tom. Um, and then I saw another one. I think it was a Bleacher Report NBA preview, uh, draft preview that had him going late in the second round as well. Those are the only two of like the seven that I looked at. All the rest don't have him going at all. Um, so, I, listen, there are normally what, 60 picks in the NBA draft, thereabouts? So he's, you know, outside the rush, So one at 48, another one at 57.
0: Yeah, this tells me that his people want him and to go play himself. pro basketball yeah, and, and make the money that he can right now. It's not worth it to come back and try and develop and increase your draft stock. Okay, well, if that's the path you choose, Wish then, him well, then but... so be it. But it also, if that's the path you choose, then you lead me to believe that maybe, just maybe, you weren't helping the issue here. Even though you could help spread the floor on offense in the half court, maybe you're not helping the issue here because what this season has to be about is He's getting
1: back to toughness. Yeah. And togetherness. Yes. Yeah, the camaraderie. It does. There was none of that last year. No, I know. And we've complained about it. Now, listen, we, we don't know what... I don't think we know, at least last I checked, right before we came on the air, Malik Osborne did pull his name. Okay, so he pulled his name from the NBA draft. I don't know if he did it before the midnight deadline. Um, the only thing I would say about that, Tom, is he's he's 24 years old. He'll be... He turned 24 in April. I wouldn't blame him if he goes and plays professional basketball So He's
0: not on my radar. Like I, I guess he could come back, but that would be a stunner. Like I'm not even thinking about him as but a But he is
1: eligible to come back is what I'm saying. And this is a case, albeit I don't know what kind of money he could get, but his unquestioned leadership and physical tools. Now think about what he's been in his career. He's been really good gets to the free throw line, team best, is averaging double digits per game, plays nearly 30 minutes per game in his career. He's a good shooter. He defends. He's a lot of things. But you know what he is? He's a quintessential college basketball player. He doesn't strike you as an NBA player, of course. He could play professionally somewhere, overseas, or something like that. But here's a case where if he decided, if he returned for his final season of eligibility— Tom, we talk about NIL, there's a guy that is a campus leader, he's a locker room leader, he's a guy that I can tell you squashed when the season was in the midst of going south, some, I guess you for lack of a better term, you'd say infighting. That's a guy that stood between some of the younger players who were bickering and who were frustrated about what was transpiring and came in and put the kibosh on that with the quickness. That's the kind of leadership he brings along with the physical tools. I don't know what kind of money he could get. Again, if we're talking about real NIL as in a business invests in you because they see value in what you represent for their company, very few players in any sport, uh, in collegiate sports anyhow, are worth it. Uh, But that's not how NIL is being used. So I don't know. It would be cool to see if he could come back. Now, again, I'm going to double check this because I an hour ago when I was going through some show prep notes, I I could not find whether or not he pulled his name from the NBA draft pool prior to the midnight deadline. And now
0: he retained an agency before. You're allowed to do that. I, I know, I know you are, but that just to me that screams like somebody is feeling what you're feeling. I'm in my mid twenties. It's yeah, time it's, to go make yeah, money somewhere. I wish felt like I was still in my right, mid twenties. Right.
1: I re- I remember feeling that. You do? Oh, absolutely. It's
0: a half lifetime ago. It yeah. is.
1: It is. And it goes really quick. From 25 to 50, it's. it's just,
0: <laughs> that That's accurate. Yeah. I was 27 yesterday. Yeah. And I'm going on 36 yeah, now. It's like yeah. That,
1: yeah. It's like that, man. It's like that. Uh idiot. Yeah. So uh, the point is, it leaves a pretty. Uh deep chasm for Florida State to try to cross here. I'm concerned your returning players are Caleb Mills, Matthew Cleveland, Cameron Fletcher, that's your guy, uh, Naheem McLeod, uh, and Jalen Worley. I'm going to need Worley to wake the hell up, by the way. Uh, I'm going
0: to need Mills to not be soft also.
1: Well, well good luck. Uh, we had 23 starts from the young man to... Pretty overwhelming evidence that he was soft. A little
0: more Trent Forrest in your game, like whatever it is. Maybe Trent could sit him down and say, "This is this you, is how you do
1: it." You know, you never know when tough love, Cameron, is needed. Some guys, they rebuke, they push back, they scoff at the idea of being called out publicly uh, on these air- airwaves over the twenty-plus years that I've been doing this program. They don't like it. They recoil at criticism. Others. They puff out their chest and they say, F you, Cameron. I'll show you. Which is the intent of Tough Love Cameron is to bring about that very rebellious, angry, I'll prove you wrong mentality.
0: Right. It's the button your high school coach pushed on you.
1: Oh, yes. Took me uh, several years removed from high school to look back and realize that good on you, coach. Hated his ass. And then all those years later realized, oh, I don't hate him. It worked. <laughs> but I did in the moment. But you got to have a good cop, bad cop, and they do what this program. But anyhow, the point is, I, I'm, oh man, I'm just, I continue to get worried. I, it's, it's June. You're saying, why are you leading with this? Well, it's pertinent. I mean, it's pertinent. I mean, you had two guys, both have their name out there. One stayed in, uh, hopes to be drafted. I wish him well. I just hate we're not going to get to watch him play. I really had high hopes for what I thought he was going to become. It's just a pure shot. It's a shame, and now probably have to seek that out in G League if he's lucky. If not, we'll seek it out in Europe.
0: And then if Malik doesn't come back, which, again, I I don't expect him to, but if he doesn't, that gives you a spot. Maybe you can make some things happen in the NIL world, get somebody in here who can further the mission of repairing what was lost last year. That group, as you could tell, the farther away we get from the season, the more I feel, Jesus, guys, that's not who we are. That's not what we're about here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The last team that that was that mentally soft was the one that gave up against Georgia Tech here in Tallahassee on a senior night when they still had a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, and they did not do so. That's like seven years ago. So it's been a long time since you've watched a group basically quit on the court multiple
1: times. James writes, none of this matters. Ham's never going back to the Elite Eight, right, Jeff? That's true, James, but it does matter. I don't want us just because we can't get back to the elite. I think I said final four. Um, But I would just say that there's a difference between not being able to ascend to the greatness that they were on the cusp of when COVID rendered the postseason null and sucking. Like, you don't, it's not one or the other. You can be a reputable program that goes to the postseason a year out, year in and year out, finishes in the top six of the ACC, has quality campaigns for which to us to invest in and have fun watching and hope to prove me wrong, frankly. I'll go every year to hope that, that I'm wrong and have to come out here and issue a mea culpa and say how sorry I am that I ever doubted Leonard Hamilton. That'd be great.
0: It's been done before by yeah. me. I was I was the guy, the last one, to leave the bandwagon. And just as I set my feet, both feet down, off of the bandwagon. It took
1: off kicking ass. <laughs> that's right. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I know. It's uh, What are you going to do? It's 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 crazy, but I oh got sleepy eyes. Look at that. If we're looking at the video, look at the puffiness. I got to get some rest, guys. What time did you wake up? 5.30.
0: Oh, well you got a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Unless you didn't go to bed until
1: late. I was in bed. Uh, there was no reason for me to watch uh, the uh, middle of the third period on of the mm. lightning uh, dismantling. So I, uh, I did crash. I did have to work late last night. We were doing... Uh, you know, the, a national champion was crowned in golf yesterday, and it didn't end until after 9 o'clock Eastern. And so what you had was Texas winning it all. Coach John Fields, who I've interviewed several times over the years, um, of course, had quite a team. They've got three guys that are in the top 10 of yeah, the PGA Tour it. U. But, yeah, uh, he, he, he won his— First, uh, the last national championship Texas won in golf was 2012, and his contract was up, so it was a good year for him to win the national championship. That's some
0: Gus Malzahn stuff right there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So then he was renewed because he was under a little bit of pressure, and uh, so it's been a minute. been 10 years, and uh, he Was it
0: a 10-year contract?
1: I don't know. Okay. But once he won that one, I don't think they were as apt to get rid of him, but uh, he won. And so we wanted to uh, present it live, and we did go live, but we didn't start. On SiriusXM last night on PGA Tour, uh, PGA Tour channel, uh, we we didn't start till 10 p.m. and I was frustrated, Tom, as it was two to two when I arrived for the prep to do the show. It was two to two. I watched us score uh, forty-five seconds after giving up the two to one goal, and I thought, okay, here we go. All right, here we go. And then I was already a little troubled at the pacing of the game, and this was something that I talked with you about yesterday. You don't want to play that way, guys. And so hopefully lesson learned and we'll slow things down. But uh, they were playing pretty breakneck for the first period and a half.
0: Yeah, for the first 30 minutes, they were a group who their their feet were a little heavier. That's true. But if you look at the chances, point blanks, we outchanced them, you know, 10 to 6, something like that. I, I'll take that most circumstances. The problem was from about the 30-minute to the 35-minute <laughs> yeah, mark, yeah, you yeah. get owned and, and that's your game. You get owned. Because yeah. you did not cash in on those chances earlier, I ain't worried. I mean, you know, if it... Listen, this is the awesome place to be in as a lightning fan. If it ends, oh, it's house money. Standing anyhow. ovation. No, if it continues, standing ovation. It doesn't matter. You're standing up and clapping either way. Yeah, so but we'll you, see.
1: You do want to win. I just, of course. I, I learned my lesson, obviously. Um, this team has earned the benefit of the doubt, not to panic.
0: Oh, they got destroyed by Toronto. Yeah, we've seen, yeah.
1: we've seen several games where you're like, ooh, I, I don't know what that is. But then, obviously, it all worked out. Uh, Yeah, I can't do it, Ryan. That is a problem. He mentions watching the Women's College World Series without FSU. It's like watching Caddyshack 2. I think that's a great point. That's a horrible movie. And uh, I can't watch the Women's College World Series without FSU in it. I haven't graduated to that place yet. I have mentioned on the show that legitimately uh, softball, uh, college softball, has arrived at a place where if FSU's not on in a regular season game and I'm flipping around and it's on, then I'll pause. I'll watch an inning or two, if they're two good teams. Right. First so and like,
0: second, nobody out? Ooh. Yeah. All
1: right, yeah, all I'll right. watch. Like It I th- I happened uh, when we were playing down in St. Pete in that tournament. I was flipping around, and we weren't playing on a particular day that I flipped over, and uh, a couple of good teams were playing. I, can't, I don't know, Was it Oklahoma State down there? Or was it Texas a and I can't remember. Somebody, sure. somebody, somebody good was down there. Whoever's good. And I was like, oh, well, I'll watch this. I'll watch a little bit of this. And I did. Um, and then I've seen a little bit of other, you know. but I, I can't prolonged watch. It's not there. Like you and I can watch any football game. Sure. Any yeah. football game. I can pretty much watch any base, professional baseball game. Professional baseball game. Any. Almost. If there's nothing uh, going on, if there's not a lot going on, and you tell me. I'll give you an example.
0: Cardinals, Browns, I don't know. I might, I might not watch that. Oh,
1: pro football. You're talking yeah. about. You might. You might. It depends on their playoff implications. You have some money on the game. I haven't stooped to betting on women's softball yet, so I can't can't really spruce that up the way that I do across the board in the NFL.
0: They call that the final hurdle. There you (laughs) go.
1: I thought when I began to bet on preseason NFL football that I had crossed a line and there was no way to go back, but... Uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. I just realized you that You bet I,
0: on, what was it, the Dutch Open? How did that go?
1: Oh, no, I that was being facetious. Oh, I, I thought did, you legitimately bet on I the Dutch Open. I did not bet um, on that. Jags-Texans pass. You know what, though? You happen to select a game that I would almost watch at a just uh, laughter. Like last year, I think the Jags-Texans played the first game of the year, and I remember when we were doing our previews, across the board, especially teams in the Southeast that uh, our audience might have an interest in. I said, well, the Jags better win that one because I don't know that they're going to win another game. And the same would hold true for the Texans. Texans better win that one. <laughs> you know, it's like...
0: The only other game is when they play again in the other person's right, stadium. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Well,
1: if you lost the first time in that Jags-Texans meeting a lot on the line in that second one, I mean, this is it. This is the only one you're gonna get. So, yeah, I don't know. Bottom line is, there aren't there are some sporting events that I can watch anywhere. I watched the other day, flipped around to watch uh, the Angels and the Yankees. Seemed struck me as a good matchup. Thought I'd watch it. Watched a good five to seven minutes of that. Enjoyed. So there's that. But there, I haven't gotten there yet with softball.
0: So I'm looking on a sports book, a prominent one, and I cannot find a softball, even though it's the World Series. I can't find be, a line. Gotta There's got to be one though, right?
1: Yeah. I know there has to be. You have you can bet on everything these days. We live that that part of the world has changed for the better. Many aspects of uh life here has not changed for the better. No. But I, that is one that has. We finally caught up to modern times.
0: Went through the list. You can find snooker But you can't find softball. Oh,
1: snooker's heavily bet on in Europe. Yes, absolutely, it is. So is darts.
0: Darts. Yeah, here it is, Premier League.
1: Yeah, that's when you know you've really graduated to a good place. So, in case you want to know,
0: uh, let's see, Johnny Clayton is favored by two and a half, as he should be, over Joe Cullen.
1: Yeah, Cullen's a you know quality player, but
0: and then also Michael Van Gerwen is a two and a half something favorite over James you know
1: Moore. I kid and I'll just say this and then we'll, we'll, get, we'll get a little focused here maybe uh, I, I kid all the time about what you can and can't watch we're all lovers of sport competition and all that comes with it and it's why we're in the industry we're in and it's why we chose the profession it's cover sports all that stuff but I will tell you uh, oh wait we have a softball bet Texas versus UCLA UCLA so minus 190 director
0: founded on win bet I was looking at DK Sportsbook. Good DK job, Sportsbook Winbet. will not take your softball wagers, but Winbet certainly will.
1: Damn right, Winbet. Check on FanDuel. Check on all the others. Yeah, that's good stuff. Circa probably has it. Uh, what I what I would tell you is that uh, I, we've reached a, a pretty low place. I, I went to get some pickup food about two, two weekends ago. I think it was two weekends ago. Cause last week. Whatever the some weekend Crab legs? Whatever the weekend, no. Did you whatever, get the butter? <laughs> always. Whatever the weekend was that I wasn't in Tampa watching the Lightning defeat Florida uh, in game three. So I went in to get this food, and I, uh, it was an establishment that had beer. And I ordered one. And I thought, well, while I wait.
0: A four-ouncer, little guy?
1: Little, just a little guy. Little taster. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll watch sports while I'm here. It's a great place to be, to watch sports while I'm having a beer and waiting on my food. And I angered, kind of angered a couple that was down the end of the bar and they were just staring into their salad and they were they were eating you know and they'd look up every now and again it didn't look like they had much interest
0: it sounds like they're not having a good time anyway you're sitting at a bar you know crunching on a salad
1: they were but they looked like they weren't really interested in what was on now i know the people at this establishment and i said to them hey sweet cheeks can you flip that over there quick uh to uh to the to the golf?" I didn't call her sweet cheeks, but I thought it. Anyhow, she switched it to the golf, as I requested. And they went, we were watching that. You know what was on? Cornhole. Get the hell up out of here. I'd have kicked them out of the bar. They were watching cornhole.
0: So a couple sitting together at the end of the bar.
1: Eating salad.
0: Eating salads.
1: Upset by my request to put on a PGA Tour sanctioned event. And they they said, we were watching that.
0: Molly, you know what I think we should do today? We're watching Cornhole? Let's go get a Cobb salad. You get a Caesar. That way we can have some of each, other each salads. other's
1: salads. We'll do it both and watch that a- Cornhole. That's right. Live from Tennessee.
0: Yep. Let's do it.
1: Unbelievable. Sounds like a day. We sat there stunned and looked at each other. Me and Sweet Cheeks. Couldn't believe it. I was like, really? That's what we're doing out There here. was no other TV? Well, there was. And I told them, respectfully, we're going to put it on over there. I am prompt to just took command of that. To the general. Cornhole? Yeah. Oh, really? I said, we're going to put it on over there. This is going to golf, And mm-hmm. that was kind of the end of that. But, I mean, wh- and I wasn't being asked. I put it on the TV closer to them. Oh, okay. It was the better TV.
0: So over there is next to them, not...
1: No, not across the bar. That's what it sounded
0: like, uh, I got to tell
1: you. I was tempted. But, I mean, what are we doing here? Taking up our TVs with cornhole. Who does that? Communists. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. This Jeff Gafford Show. Hope you're well. I'll tell you what, uh, let me tell you guys how tomorrow's going to go. Awkward situation with Florida State playing tomorrow at noon. And because of it, we're going to kind of, I, I don't want to say counter-programming. Uh, that's the way, that's the radio term. There will be people who are not interested in Florida State playing at noon, and it makes it awkward for us because it becomes a glorified watch-along, and um, that doesn't work on the air uh, and is, I guess, in theory, kind of illegal because I often break into play-by-play while we're watching on the air. Which well, they good luck potting upon. that
0: on Monday when you're like on the commute. You're like, oh, what they talk about on Friday? Great, it's the third inning of a game that I know what happened.
1: Right, yeah, yeah you yeah. can't do that. So uh, that's our situation. We decided that instead we'll do something different. Um, It won't center around Florida State baseball at all. And uh, it's my son's birthday today. It's Clark's birthday today. He's 12. Happy birthday, Clark uh and and so i think we're going to use tomorrow as a a celebratory day be in the family and all that so tom and i are going to get together bright and early in the morning put some content together for you uh that'll be fresh and different from baseball and we'll have that for tomorrow afternoon show
0: happy birthday clark only two years until you can get your ear pierced all right
1: (laughs) ninth grade i guess i kind of i kind of Wavered on that a little and mentioned that I got mine pierced when I was able to drive to go get it pierced. When I was uh, leaving to, when I was capable of taking myself to the, yeah, to go. To the mall. To get it done. So that's what he's got to do.
0: He's got to take himself to specifically the mall, nowhere else?
1: Oh, he can go anywhere he wants to go, but he has to be able to drive himself. So if he's able to drive himself. All right.
0: Only four more birthdays, Clark, until you can get your ear pierced.
1: Yeah, the uh, or three
0: if you take your dad with you with your permit.
1: The requests are much easier for his birthday this go around. He wants ice cream. The last bastion of there childhood. You go. The last little bit. Taking him to the shop soon. The requests become exponentially uh, more expensive. Obviously, They changes everything. Uh, but but also like the desires. Starkly different uh, than than wanting ice cream. It sounds
0: like you got a little bit of a dip, though, because when he was in like that eight to ten range, it was either a video game system or you would go all out at the sporting goods store or the toy store, and there would just be extravagant amounts of toys. So
1: this I one, loved it, it. It, it. I'm sure I you missed that terribly. I used to because toys aren't expensive. They're not that expensive. I used to just. Throw them in the cart
0: But you found expensive
1: ones I, Well I got the Millennium Falcon that time That was like 300 bucks that That's what ridiculous. I'm saying yeah.
0: So now it's you I know, gave it to
1: you Director Matt you still have it? Still works? Oh he's pumped up Oh uh, yeah, yeah good It is awesome
0: Now it's like 7 bucks for the ice cream Happy birthday son Here's a card All you gotta do is bring his little friends along And pay
1: for them too oh, But that's no big deal 37 so, bucks yeah, yeah, There 37 you go bucks. Alright everybody have a good time Good good Go to your houses <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's That's how that's gonna work Yeah man Um when no you know, bouncy
0: house this year? No? Not the front yard? They've
1: gone beyond the bouncy oh. house. Now. I mean, Bryce is six feet tall. Clark's like five eight now, so it's like, yeah, they were done with the bouncy slip
0: house. Slip and slide? No?
1: I wish. It's hot enough to do the slip and slide. Slip and slide was always great, and it translates. Even as you're older, nobody gets bored with the slip and slide. You would like to do the oh, slip and yeah. slide.
0: I hope our mutual friend Rob has uh, the slip and slide party again this year. That's always a great one.
1: It's the best. It's usually Fourth of July weekend, right? It's or uh, uh, right around
0: yeah, that or August. It's been it it's bounced of the back, and, back and forth. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Florida State baseball to tomorrow, not today. Somebody asked in the chat. That's not today, or else we would be talking about that. Of course, they're taking it on UCLA. That game is at noon. It will be played on ESPN two, or at least be seen on ESPN two. Um, that's a shakeup. Ordinarily, you can't find college baseball to watch anywhere, at least not ACC. Uh, but now you'll get to see it on ESPN two, and. Um, after that game, by the way, Southeast Louisiana and the Tigers uh, will play, if you care to watch that. Yeah.
0: So if we win, we play Saturday night. If we lose, you're facing the barbecue, and you're starting early on a Saturday afternoon.
1: What do you think of this quote? Mike Martin Jr. writes, It's awesome. It's awesome for our guys. It's awesome for our coaching staff. It's good for the program. You have to treat everything the same. What you don't want to do is act like somebody else. You want to stay consistent. Our routines... Everything that we've done this year to get here. I mean, I, you know, I know why a coach would say that. I don't know. I don't think you want to do everything you did to get there, coach.
0: That's fair, but maybe that's a response to maybe things under the previous regime did not stay the same in the postseason as they did in the regular season. Mm -hmm. That's what I gather that is. But if we are going to be. That's a good
1: observation on your part. That's fair. Thank you.
0: If, If we're going to be consistent with what we've been in the postseason, then we're going to win the first game 11-0, and we're going to lose the second game 12 nothing because that's what we've been this year is woefully Wildly
1: inconsistent. inconsistent. Yeah, that's the consistency with which we play, right? You don't know heads or tails. Now, I do agree with this quote. He said that, look, the teams that win this time of year are the ones that keep their emotions in check and can think. You have to be able to think. You can't get so amped up that you play different than you did during the regular season. You know, I thought there were stretches this year in the regular season where they lost the ability to concentrate and the ability to think. I think they had so many empty at-bats. It's really the greatest complaint. I, I, I wanted to boil it down because this was the thing that it's easy to just say that, that, that this aspect of the program has to get better or that aspect of the program has to get better, and, and they can even be true, those things. Like, you got to run the bases better. Okay, fine. That, that's true. We've had a nearly uh, six-year run of not picking up the baseball. Now, I think the picking up of the baseball improves with better players. As your roster gets better, as you improve, then I believe you'll start to see. It's almost like the complaint for years about Leonard Hamilton's teams until they got better players. Well, man, these these end-of-game scenarios... These inbound passes, I mean, what's going on with these inbound passes when we need it most? And then all of a sudden, not only did we get the ball in, we'd run up amazing plays. You'd get you'd get dunks off of inbound passes. You'd get last-second wins executed with perfect technique and execution time and again. Well, guess what? They had better players. Better players tend to let you do that. So I started thinking about the registered complaints. And some of them are directly solved by getting better players. But, an alarming trend has been the empty at-bats. And by empty at-bats, situationally empty at-bats. Not moving people over, working hard to get a fastball count to get to 2-0-3-1, and then no contact on a 2-1-90 mile per hour fastball down the heart. That kind of you know, puzzling execution or lack thereof when you have leverage. That's got to get better, and I'd like to know why that is. Now, is that solved by better players? Perhaps.
0: But it's like going five wide on third and goal from the one, and then on fourth and goal you throw the fade. That's what that feels like, those at-bats. You're going, really? There's a lot of other ways this could have gone. You're not even going to give yourself a chance. But there is room for hope because there is a potential, and I see that somebody commented on it in the chat. There is the highest of high-caliber players that has entered the transfer portal as a freshman. Tommy White from NC State wants to return to the state of Florida. I saw that. And he has 27 home runs to his name this year. Obviously, NC State did not make the postseason.
1: (laughs) Bent over by a
0: committee who had no idea what they were doing. That is correct. I mean, supremely bent over. But you know what? He can do the same to pitching in the ACC. We know this. At a...
1: Ridiculous record-setting rate. I saw it. Was going to mention it, hence the emphasis on getting better players. Part of my rant. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm glad somebody brought it up in the chat because it segues nicely into where I can clo- You know, I can cross my fingers. I don't know how this is going to go. Our guys are in the middle of the postseason right now. It's tough to He's know. He's batting
0: third tomorrow, folks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a new rule. <laughs> It'd be great. Uh, thanks, Eric. Thanks for your contribution and thanks for listening and supporting the program with Gusto. Woo! With gusto, I tell you. He writes, Jeff and Tom, best in the business, FSU, going to Omaha, Tall Boys on Me, Thirsty Thursday. I think he's got some sort of beer-related nickname for most of the days. That's a good man.
0: Weiss Wednesday have the Germans.
1: <laughs> I don't like like a Hefe Weissen. I don't, I, don't, I, like, agree. I, don't like, I agree. I don't like it. And, and people look at you funny when you said eh, German beer kind of sucks. <gasps>
0: For being a guy... Well, except for the Dunkel Browns. Those are good. Okay. Right. But for being a guy whose nickname could be Hefe, you don't like the Hefe. I don't like the Hefe. No gusta.
1: At the time that we had nothing but bland choices, right? Beer in this country for a very long time, very simply put, kind of the big three, if you will. You had your Budweiser's, your Coors, your Michelobes, those kinds of things. That's about it, right? That's what you had. So... What seemed exotic almost was like the first time you're like a St. Pauli girl, like you you couldn't believe it, right? You're like, what is this?
0: Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. I went to the German festival uh, was and they had a beer I'd never heard of right, before.
1: Yeah, and then like people thought the hefeweizen, like, oh, have you ever had a hefeweizen? It's life changing. I haven't. I best the best I've ever had is a brown ale one time. But yes, that's like that was a big deal. Now you're like, oh, what, what, what are we doing here? This is nothing. Get it together, Germany. I'm still
0: on the, uh, the brown ale train, though. That, that's outstanding beer.
1: You know, the story of, um, and I've, I told you this one before, I think it's so awesome. And back in the day, it would have been the greatest job in the world that, you know, we always think about spies trying to learn secrets of our enemies, such as, uh, you know, technological advancements in, in weaponry, right? But uh, the United States had, this is a true story, everybody, uh, a spy that famously went country to country to steal. And this is great. I would have loved this job to steal potential recipes or food items that could not grow, say, naturally in America. That's how we ended up getting what we did in order to brew beer like the Germans. We stole the hops. The hops? We stole the hops. Oh, wow. That's a true story. And that person went all around, all Middle East. We stole apricots. Oh, thank God. All of this. And we were able to bring them back. But if you got caught back then. Doing something like that, you could be executed, you could be killed.
0: Whoever stole poppy seed bagels,
1: thank you so much, appreciate you. Think about that. What a job, though! Like, if you got to be undercover doing stuff, we both love all those movies where that is the central theme, where it's all dialogue for three hours and we're just figuring out which of the Tinker Tailor to spine. Oh, that's right, yeah, Yeah, soldier spine. All those, all those kinds of films, they're fantastic, right? But imagine that. But you're stealing food. Mm. Much easier conversation <laughs> to fake your way through, is it not? Well, I don't know. What it's is Come this? to the
0: attention of the circus the that w- you're stealing food. No,
1: no. But like, if you were trying to figure it out, like you would say, "Well, what is this pizza of which you speak?" I'd love to try it with the intent of stealing yeah, everything. Right. <laughs> it would be fantastic. How do you make it? Pour another yeah. glass of wine. <laughs> well, say that part again. Now, my secret is. Uh... Yeah the Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. How do you make a
0: vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at Aruba.com.
1: I was reading I don't know where I was reading this talk of us going after another offensive lineman. Okay.
0: You have my attention,
1: the kid from South Carolina, I think it's uh, uh Termitine. turatine you see you guys gotta forgive me on this one um because uh Tumatine, I think it is his name i i uh when you look him up, you're not impressed. you kinda i mean he started some games for South Carolina, so initially you say, oh oh well. There's an SEC offensive lineman that started four or five games? Probably better than anybody we have. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. But it's in the wind that we're looking at him and possibly another offensive lineman. Hey, the the, the overriding philosophy behind that is fine, but you do, in the midst of all that, begin to wonder, okay, well, how many spots do they have? And I don't want to do what we've done with a couple of players in the past. Again, we've done a real good job of not taking people just to take people. We've done a real good job of not just filling holes that we have with somebody because they're available, but rather somebody that we think can fit and somebody that we think long-term is of great benefit to us. That both fills a hole on the roster, maybe in the immediate sense, but also is somebody that is better than a player that is slated to start there. And I don't know with this guy if that's true.
0: Yeah, in week one against Eastern Illinois, he sucked. his pass blocking grade was a zero. I looked it up. Okay.
1: He wasn't any good. That's why I got excited and then instantly stopped getting excited.
0: But against Kentucky, Troy, and Tennessee, he was in the green. Our famous color-coded Pro Football Focus. A lot of yellows and reds, though, like blood reds, Mm -hmm. which is like a zero.
1: We've had guys with zeros. We know what a zero looks like physically. We know what it looks like to watch a guy in a game perform to the level of a zero.
0: And then have a five-man protection called in that situation over and over and over.
1: A zero. Mm. You would think it to be impossible. You could accidentally booby-block somebody. just I And believe, get better than a zero.
0: I believe that's the form as well that you yeah. need to use.
1: If you're capable of zero, that's kind of how you're blocking. But a zero. That's the kind of thing, if we weren't on radio, that I would follow up with. Uh, blankety blank zero. Are you blanking kidding me? A zero, Dad gummit. <laughs> I mean, that is—it's like, well, it's as if that man went against air. Air gets a zero. You couldn't get a one. A zero,
0: right? You, you occupy physical space between where he wants to go and where he is. <laughs> so
1: almost by definition, it's like right. signing your name on the SAT. Once again, we circle back. Mm-hmm. How did you get a zero? You can't, did you not sign your name on the test, son? No. A zero.
0: I forgot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did. I, re- I wrote it
0: in, but I didn't think I had to bubble it because, you know, oh, I wrote it in. Oh,
1: man. So he would seem, maybe, not to fall in the same category as, say, Bless Harris. What do you
0: know about Bless Harris? Thank
1: you. He would seem to not fall in the same care- category as uh, Demetri Emanuel, whom we think has real upside. Don't know how much, but he seems like he's got some upside in. At least Coach Atkins knows who he is and has coached him before. And I'm going to go ahead and say that if he signed off on him, I'm with you, brother. Okay. You've earned that benefit of doubt.
0: It's just the damnedest thing. Again, these grades aren't gospel, but no. I'm not going to watch every one of these kids' reps. He has four grades at 74 or above, and he's got three grades at 12 or below. All in the pass block category. How? That's unbelievable.
1: It reminds me the way you said how. It's kind of the way that I said how when on the back nine last week, Harold Varner went triple, double, triple. And I texted you and Matthew. And Matthew said, oh, he's full on trying to break 50 now.
0: <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's my God. Well, yeah. it's true.
1: It you... bothers me. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Like, I really like him, and I know somebody who knows him. They say he's just an awesome, awesome guy. It seems that way. Yeah, no, he's an awesome guy. Universally beloved. So there I texted you to let you know there was a five-way tie. Right, yep. And my man promptly went triple, double, triple.
0: And the only time you saw him was in the foreground of somebody else's golf shot. You're like, oh, there's Harold. It looks like it's not getting better. He was doing
1: fine, and then it just fell off a a cliff. That was close. A
0: dadgum cliff. A
1: cliff. And I was just thinking, I mean... Harold.
0: He was 10 under at one point on the back line. he tied for the lead. He finished at even. (laughs) I mean.
1: I know what that's like, Harold. Me too. I play once a week. This is not what we do. You cannot do that, Harold. I can do that. You cannot do that.
0: But he has done
1: that. Oh, a lot. He's done it a lot. I'm at a place now where I'm just going to throw my hands to the sky and say, Harold Barnard ain't going to win. Ain't going to win. I don't. It's the worst, though. I didn't want to apply that to him. But it's his... easy to apply it to Lee Westwood because screw Lee Westwood. But Harold Varner's my man. Come on. He is? Love Harold. I just want him to win. Okay. I like him. He's, right. he, again, he's affable. He's fun. He's, he, I like his swing. I like everything about him. He's a fun guy to watch play. He's adventuresome.
0: So then you need to celebrate if he has a 54-hole lead. Because that's no, that's no, his title. No, that's his a, title. Well he's had a
1: lot of it. He's had he's had a ton of fifty four Right, leagues. So he's a
0: three time champion. No, he
1: needs to get a win. Anyhow, the way you said how is the way I said how after I watched him throw up the first seven on the par four and then follow it up with a double.
0: It is kind of the same thing. You're at ten under tied for the lead, and then you finish what, like fiftieth? I don't even know where you finished.
1: Well well outside the
0: Right. Uh, yeah. But if you're capable of playing nearly a because pr- an eighty five pass block grade is exceptional so if you're capable of that against power five competition sec competition an sec defensive line Mm -hmm. how are you also capable of a zero against an fcs opponent
1: yeah what i would wonder about there is uh is there an effort issue here do we have emotional issue i I see six seven
0: three forty so maybe that's a little bit inconsistency with the uh the gut i don't know he's Just, just fat i'm just guessing i don't know Well,
1: yeah, he's got to be fat, but I mean, I don't know if you get an 85 and a zero in the same season, either you played injured, you played injured, or you've got an effort issue, man. You've got an effort issue.
0: Yeah, he had 18 chances to pass block against Eastern Illinois, got a zero. That was game one of the season. Then game 12.
1: How many chances? 18 chances. I think they pulled him. Yes,
0: 47 snaps. Yeah, they pulled his ass. That's about consistent for where he fits for the, the season. So I guess they don't run a ton of tempo, South Carolina. Why would you? But then the final game of his season was against Mizzou, and he had a 2.9. 2.9 against Mizzou, pass blocking. In between those two games, he had 374. Sorry, 474 or better performances.
1: It's, it's, it is it's actually inexplicable. It is one of those things. Now, I I suppose if we do get the services of uh Turnitin, then i'm gonna have to call the people at south carolina who i have a connection to uh from interviews i did this year with the college sports book and find out what the hell his best sorry
0: his second best overall grade against the sec was against florida
1: florida's d line
0: is not bad as
1: we saw no how, how did he play there
0: played well 74.5 pass block grade the next week was mizzou
1: 2.9 you tell me that's nuts that's gotta be between the ears man again i again Yep. It's either between the ears or he's got some physical maladies that we don't know about. Like, you can play really well a game, and then the fat takes hold. And he just can't overcome it. I don't know. Seriously.
0: Um, It's something... It's not about talent, clearly.
1: Thank you, Marcus. We really appreciate you listening and contributing. Gentlemen, just wishing you and your Bolts well in the Eastern Conference Final. Tom has a house divided, correct? Good luck with that. What do you know about Bless Harris? Well done, Marcus yeah it it is a house divided there, but it's but it's a it's a, a friendly house yeah divided. it's, it's a lovely thing there yeah tasteful hour number two fourth company stay with uh, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers dot com we make this experience easy Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne.